It's Wednesday, December the 29th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Covid sets new records and Russia closes human rights organisation. First, the world in brief. Several European countries recorded their highest ever daily rises in COVID infections on Tuesday, driven by the increased transmittability of the Omicron variant. France reported nearly 180,000 new infections, the highest number recorded in a European country. Daily case records were also broken in England, Italy and Portugal. Despite its milder symptoms, the World Health Organization warned that the Omicron variant could overwhelm health systems. More than 200 police officers in Hong Kong raided the offices of Stand News, an independent news outlet, and arrested six people for, quote, conspiracy to publish seditious publications. It is one of the few remaining pro-democracy publications in the city. In June 2021, Apple Daily, the city's leading pro-democracy newspaper at the time, was forced to shut down after a similar raid. Russia's Supreme Court ordered the closure of the country's oldest human rights group. Memorial faced charges under a controversial law which demands that NGOs receiving overseas funding mark all their material as coming from, quote, a foreign agent. However, opposition groups say that Memorial is really being punished for documenting those killed by communist regimes in the Soviet Union, an era of Russian history that the government defends. At around three days, the incubation period for Omicron appears to be shorter than for the other COVID-19 variants, according to a small study by America's Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Six people in a household in Nebraska caught Omicron upon one member's return from Nigeria. All showed symptoms within 75 hours of exposure. Other variants, by contrast, incubate for four to six days on average. Save the Children, an NGO, confirmed that two of its staff were among the 35 or so people killed in an attack blamed on the army in Myanmar on December 24th. Burned bodies were found in a village in East Kaya State after a confrontation between soldiers and a convoy of cars. Over a thousand people have been killed by security forces since the military coup in February. Companies raised a record $12.1 trillion in financing in 2021, up by 17% from the previous year, according to Financial Times calculations based on refinitive data. The huge bond-buying programme of the Federal Reserve and other central banks pushed the cost of borrowing to record lows, stimulating the rush for new loans and other types of fundraising. In America alone, companies raised over $5 trillion. And fact of the day. 70 to 80%. The chance in the next 30 years of a severe earthquake and tsunami in the Nankai Trough, a zone south of Japan's main island, according to the country's government.
the death toll could reach as many as 323,000. And now, here's today's agenda. The world in 2022. The Biden presidency will meet gridlock. This week, we are looking ahead to next year's big stories. Today, what will shape the United States and the Americas? Joe Biden enters 2022 in an unenviable spot. What was meant to be his signature expansion of the social safety net is dead in its current form, having failed to win support from Joe Manchin, a conservative Democratic senator. His party's electoral prospects, meanwhile, look bleak. With just five seats to spare in the House of Representatives and zero in the Senate, Democrats may well lose one or both chambers of Congress in the midterm elections in November 2022. This would auger partisan gridlock for the rest of Mr Biden's term. Should that happen, expect little in the way of serious legislating, no immigration or voting rights reform, for example. Like his predecessors, who were stymied after their first two years in office, Mr Biden may concentrate on rulemaking through administrative agencies. There is no doubt that he would rather remake America by following in the footsteps of his idol, Franklin Roosevelt. But Rooseveltian transformations require Rooseveltian majorities. The world in 2022. America's economic rebound will continue. America's economic rebound in 2021 was a stunning achievement. GDP is on track to expand by nearly 6% after shrinking by 3.5% in 2020. Its sharpest trough-to-peak rebound in more than half a century. But problems lurk. Inflation is nearing a 40-year high and companies face labour shortages. To restrain inflation, the Federal Reserve is winding down its ultra-loose monetary policies launched at the height of the pandemic. Tapering, the gradual halt of its monthly bond purchases, should be complete by March, with interest rate hikes to follow. After 2021's big rebound, growth in 2022 will almost certainly be slower. Most analysts forecast an expansion of roughly 4%. That would still be robust by the standards of the past few decades. Amazingly, the overall size of the American economy would then end the year smack in line with its pre-pandemic trajectory, as if, in economic terms, COVID was just a bad dream. The world in 2022. Brazil's pivotal election. In 2022, Brazil will enter campaign mode ahead of elections in October. The government has boosted social spending in an attempt to bring in votes for the beleaguered right-wing populist president, Jair Bolsonaro. It may not work. By late 2021, Mr Bolsonaro's approval ratings had fallen below 30% as Brazil's economic outlook deteriorated. GDP contracted in the second and third quarters. Earlier in the year, 
the worst wave of COVID-19 led to new lockdowns and, at one point, more than 3,000 reported deaths per day. Many blame the President. The stack of impeachment petitions against him, of which there are 143 so far, will grow. Mr Bolsonaro's main challenger, former President Luis Inacio Lula da Silva, is also unpopular. His left-wing Workers' Party endured a big corruption scandal and crippling recession. The election will be tense. Mr Bolsonaro has started laying the ground to dispute the result. But the fate of Brazil's democracy depends on voting him out. The world in 2022. Discontent in Latin America. Economic stagnation and the discrediting of democracy incited popular rage in several Latin American countries in 2021. Whether that rage can lead to a more pragmatic focus on growth and social protection is the question of 2022, especially in Chile and Colombia. Gabriel Boric, the millennial socialist recently elected as Chile's president, will struggle to remake the welfare state without increasing public debt. Meanwhile, the country's constitutional convention, which has until July to agree on a new draft, will probably boost state provision in healthcare and pensions. A broad deal-making group could still impose some fiscal responsibility. In Colombia, an election in May might revive the political centre, provided it unites behind one candidate to take on Gustavo Petro, a leftist populist. Latin America's economy, taken as a whole, will see slower growth in 2022. With luck, that will not bring a return to the old normal of social discontent and democratic backsliding. Winter Quiz, Week 3 The battle with our baristas continues. As in previous weeks, we'll serve you a new question each day. On Thursday, your challenge will be to give all four answers and tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 GMT on Thursday to editor-espresso-at-economist.com. We'll randomly pick from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Friday. Wednesday. Which Scottish football team has its home ground at Tyne Castle Park? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Rainer Maria Rilke, who died on this day in 1926. The only journey is the one within. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.